0: And welcome back to another episode of And The Winner Is, where we review each Oscar, best picture Oscar winner, one at a time. And for this month, we are looking at the 2021 winner, Nomadland. And joining me as always is my co-host, Tony. Ooh. How you doing, buddy? You all
1: right, not too bad, Yourself.
0: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah. So... Just, uh think this is going to be a, an interesting one for for multiple reasons so obviously this was a film that came out kind of during covid lockdown mm. um so for a start that makes it uh, an interesting thing to look at because it was obviously released in in different ways yeah. um than than usual though still has got a, a budget and box office uh, so it had a budget of five million dollars do you want to take a guess at its worldwide gross, Tony? Oh, I don't know, about
1: forty million maybe.
0: Yeah, pretty much forty million. Thirty-nine point four five eight million.
1: Well, given the time it came out, it's not actually bad, really. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it was, it was right at the back end. It was February yeah. twenty twenty-one. So it was literally just as the Oscars came round yeah. um, that it came out. Um, so it's a, it's a really interesting one. Um, so for a start, let's let's look at what it was up against. Um, so again, as I say, it was a, an interesting year and I can honestly say I haven't heard of many of the films that it was up against. Um, my screen's just scrolled all the way up. Thanks for that. And lost my spot. I got it in exactly <laughs> the spot and it won't go back. There we go. So The Father, which was the Anthony Hopkins... Oh, yeah. Um, Stara, yeah. uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, um, right. which was produced by Ryan Kugler for anybody that likes Black Panther, Mank, um, yeah, man. Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven.
1: I've seen that, yeah. I've seen Mank, I've seen Seven, Chicago Seven, they're both Netflix films yeah uh, but i haven't seen any of the others i know i think saying the metals on amazon but yeah it was a year when there were a lot of streamer nominations and stuff as well and again probably the, the nature of that that covid period
0: yeah very much so um so there's that let's let's look at a couple of the the facts that we we always look at um just trying to find my page again this is great this is great podcast listening
1: <laughs> as I'm as I'm
0: scrolling through things, trying to find pages. Um that I had already got open. That's the problem. Um so the first one, and I I think this is quite an exception because it's not something you find very often. Frances McDonald blended into the man- nomadic community so well that one of the local targets offered her an application for a job. Wow. Um, her experience of living in a van took four to five months, covering seven states. She adopted a lifestyle of being con- constantly on the move to make the movie seem more authentic rather than just acting the scenes. Um, with the exception of Francis McDonald and David Straperen, um most of the cast members playing nomads in the film were actual nomads and local people I, listing their real first names for their characters.
1: I did wonder that actually. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and many of her co-stars um didn't actually know she was a Hollywood star.
1: Wow,
0: um, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> the The name of the van, Frances McDormand, actually named her van. It was called Vanguard.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, which she decorated with her own personal items and slept in during the shoot. Um, and the as I say, the movie was filmed in seven states over the course of four months, um, and she did actually perform several of the jobs done by people who do nomadic work. And inspired the books such as Harvesting Beets and Packaging Amazon Orders.
1: Wow, um, <laughs> yeah,
0: so really interesting. The company town of Empire, Nevada is a real place that was owned by US Gypsum in 2011. US Gypsum closed the mine and subsequently the town with it. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah, when
1: I'm watching, it was an actual proper work town. The idea of a town just closing
0: down completely—it's just so weird. Yeah, Um, and this is not something that I would recommend anybody do. But while testing shots in the van with the director Chloe Zhao, for anybody that doesn't know who Chloe is, she directed the Eternals for for Marvel. If you if you're looking for a bigger project of hers than this. Um, that's where she moved on to afterwards uh, Francis McDermott actually had an upset stomach after dinner and used a bucket in the van um, that was the- that. was then included in the film so wow. those shots are actually from oh. the testing and wow. she really was chitting in a bucket bloody hell um, <laughs> so interesting, um, with this film Chloe Zhao became the third person and first woman to be nominated at the Academy Awards for Best Picture Best director, best screenplay and best film editing for the same film after the Coen brothers for No Country for Old Men.
1: Wow.
0: Um, so, uh, Linda May, who's in the film, was actually originally cast as the protagonist. um, And then Frances McDermott was brought on board. I uh, mean, she initially was going to play Linda. Um uh. They decided to, to just use McDermott's own personality. So it wow. basically is Frances through and through that that is her. Um, there yeah. was no character as such. wow Um, so I think that think that pretty much covers. I don't, don't want to dive into to any more really. I think that pretty much covers it. So yeah. let's dive into uh, the film itself. Um, I wanted to point out it was one of the last um surviving searchlight films. After the takeover. Oh yeah. Um, it was one of the ones that, that came up um that was part of the, the deal when they bought it. Um just thought that was interesting. Um and I did say the Amazon packaging job was probably one of the most bleak things of the film.
1: Of which there <laughs> are many, and we'll get into that as we go over. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, that doesn't seem like the sort of it feels very soulless no matter mm. in what sense you're doing it, whether it's for yeah. a proper job or whether it's a charity job or, or something like that. I can't imagine many people really enjoy doing that. No.
1: no. Um,
0: so, and I did say up front, just from the opening scenes, that it felt like this was going to be a proper character people study.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which
0: it is. There's, there's no bones about it. It's a, but also, it's a study.
1: I was gonna, I, I'd written down as well early on that with the handheld cameras and, and the shooting style stuff and and it's backed up by what we've gone through in the facts. It's got a very almost documentary feel to the entire film.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely.
1: And uh, the fact that all those other the casts were pretty much real nomads that, that would sort of back that up The why it's got that feel, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and it kind of feels in some ways like it's a choice she made. Like mm. she had other options, but she decided this was what she was going to do. Like we find out later on in the film that she had other options of staying with family.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, which, which again, just adds to the grimness of the film a little bit and the tragedy, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. It, it certainly feels like it was it was her choice to to kind of follow this path. Um, mm. I have to say, I love the vastness of the film as well.
1: Yeah, well, it it looks fantastic. Uh, some of the photography is superb. Yeah, uh, but again, also just adds to the bleakness of the film because it looks so cold and dark a lot of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I and when when you feel the the brightness come through, it's normally around her personality. Mm. That her her kind of mood picks up and the the film brightens. And I don't know whether I'm right in saying that. It could well be that I'm talking bollocks, but it does, even on, on screen, it feels like it brightens when she brightens.
1: Yes, uh, that's probably, I suspect, would, would have been a, one of the purposes of the director. Yes, yeah, I guess, yeah I that, that is probably a fair point. I yeah. suspect that was probably her intention, I suspect.
0: Yeah, very much so. Uh, uh,
1: and, right
0: yeah, and, and I was going to say, that despite her being the star and it all revolving around her, th- those nomads around her kind of are there to build her into something new. Mm. Hmm. Because she starts very different, despite the fact it feels like she's possibly done this before. Yeah. And this is a circle that she goes round in every year.
1: But she seems to slip into it so easily, doesn't she? Yeah. And that that first year when she's packing all her stuff away and going out on the road.
0: And it it feels like this is the first time she's kind of accepted it, though. Hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. She kind of dives
0: into it and does a lot of the things that she'd probably said no to previously. Mm. Mm. Uh, certainly that that best friend of hers throughout it who who pops in sporadically that yeah. doesn't isn't always on the journey with her, but how she always ends up with her specifically yeah. really does help her kind of come out of her shell. Mm. Um, and I don't think a lot of what happens later on in the film would have happened without that support.
1: No, I mean, no, even even that sort of almost relationship with Strathairn's character as well probably comes out of that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he had it was interesting to see him pop up in it actually, and he had an interesting character arc. I yeah. And, and, and he basically he, he serves as, as a as a mirror. But also as an opposite as well. I mean, I mean, he gets a completed story effectively come the end of the film, um, yeah. and and it shows that he that he says that he never thought he'd be back under a roof again. But it shows that he, that he is happy doing that, yeah, because uh, he's, he's got his grandkid there, of course, and he's got family around him, um, and I, and I think that's a big difference between them is that is the family element.
0: Yeah, and it, and it kind of feels like possibly he didn't have that choice earlier on no, like he had to do what he was doing and he wasn't yeah. particularly happy with how his life was mm-hmm. whereas she feels the opposite like this was her choice and she was going to make the most of it
1: yes yeah yeah and it's quite telling that that scene where she says to him about his flat tire um, yeah. and that he had no he's he basically stopped looking at his vehicle, um, because he's parked up at his fat kid's house, and and he's he's found himself a new life again. Yeah, um, and again, she has the the option to stay with him there at the end of the film, um, uh, and it's quite sad when she sort of sneaks off almost yeah. quietly. And it, it's
0: really interesting because even early on in in that relationship, they were like an old married couple. Mm. They were bickering right from the word go. And the same the when he drops all the plates,
1: yeah,
0: early on, and and she's fuming. It and it and it, it's like you've just broken my favorite cup. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to you for half an hour.
1: Yeah, she's still standing over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: she's
1: it was her, it was her dad's plates, wasn't it? I think or something yeah, I was, that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and another scene that I thought kind of brought that lightness to to the film that would have been depressing if it wasn't there the rv show when they go and look at the yes. the new trucks is brilliant absolutely completely left field but <laughs> just the fact of her sitting in the front pretending to drive it oh, yeah. i just thought i <laughs> it was brilliant. It just just brought a lightness to to and what is a is a hard watch at times.
1: And I guess I'm again I'm guessing that that was a real RV show as well, and they just rolled up with some cameras. Yeah, I'm, it felt like a real event. Yeah, uh, and like very much i say, going back to the top of this, the record about that documentary feel, uh, and that that just permeates. The only time it doesn't really permeate the film that feel like a documentary is in those. Those home life moments,
0: yeah.
1: Doctor Thorne's family and her family, yeah. That that feels like scripted drama times.
0: Yeah, yeah. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like they're really living a kind of life that that's normal.
1: But the it... nomad stuff all feels very documentary. Yeah. And again, I guess that that's because I suspect the family stuff were all proper yeah. actors, and the, the nomad stuff is, of course, the nomads, and and that's yeah. probably where probably comes from. So it's, uh, so it's just juxtaposition.
0: Yeah, uh, the the other thing I was going to bring up that that I can understand why it, it's included because that's the sort of thing that happens, but also felt kind of like it didn't have a place, like the musical interludes when she'd go into like they'd go into a, a bar and mm. they'd be line dancing. Mm. <laughs> it it felt very. Like a juxtaposition compared to kind of the rest of the the film being yeah. like dirty and and grimy and and things like that, and then they have this this lightness of a of a musical number, and it suppose, wasn't just once; it was it was multiple times.
1: I suppose it's in there in some ways to show the Americana of it all.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think you're probably right, and as I say, it it probably does have its place within yeah. the film. But it yeah. just kind of feels adjacent to how the rest of the film feels. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, uh, but I was going to bring up. I I'm a big fan of Frances McDermott in this. I I love at times how mischievous she is as well, mm. like like a child at times as well like the the scene when they when he takes them out on the the tour of the the rocks and things like that and she runs off like a little kid (laughs) and it's like she wants to turn around and blow a raspberry at him it's like i'm gonna i'm not gonna do what you tell me i'm gonna i'm gonna go off and do my own thing no matter what and she even turns around and looks at him as if to say see you later I'm going to go and yeah. do something I, naughty.
1: I, I, I did scribble down, but I found that a very odd sequence at the time. Why is she buggering off like that? She's very... Yeah. <laughs> then eventually finds her. And I actually thought she was going to get lost. Yeah. When she wanders off like that. Yeah. Do you like the film? I've got some really weird little notes joddy j- down, like soiled pants for this film. <laughs>
0: yeah it's it it's very very real life that's I think that's the the thing isn't it? that what, you what notice was... things that you might say
1: uh oh yeah I scribbled down here that you'll like this one. the Avengers <laughs> <laughs> which is outside the cinema because it's 2011 yeah and the Avengers is showing um it did make me smile to see that one pop up yeah uh, I, I did like this I like the stargazing sequence that was cool yeah. Um, uh, what else stood out? Oh, I I was a bit disappointed in that sequence early on where she didn't take the dog with her. I thought yes. oh she's going to end up with a companion.
0: Yep. Oh, I had the exact same note. I was like I'm convinced she's just going to turn around and go back and get it.
1: Yeah. And I then that, it didn't that happen. She
0: just carried on. on. She carried on going.
1: Yeah, I thought she was going to come back into shot and then take yeah. him. And yeah. she never does. Oh, poor dog. i written down there.
0: <laughs> yeah, the one thing I wanted to point out about Chloe's hour as well. Well, it's obviously a very, very different genre to Eternals uh, and the the comic book world. There are some very similar themes um, of, of the struggles. Obviously, the the Eternals aren't struggling with everyday life, but you have that theme of the character that's deaf and yeah. how she struggles with life. And it yeah, kind of feels like in,
1: yeah.
0: this is, that's why kind of they looked at Chloe as, as a possibility to direct in the MCU yes. because.
1: Yeah, sure. Stories about people finding their place in the world and fitting in.
0: Yeah, uh, very much so. Mm.
1: Um,
0: and it's a real shame. I, I'm going to be honest. I like the Eternals. I thought it was a pretty decent film. Um, mm. and I liked her character writing um, yeah. there, there's characters that you shouldn't like in Eternals yet you do and and I I feel for her that it possibly was coming to the point where people were falling out of love with the MCU we've mm. seen it grow massively in that, that dislike over recent years and I think that was kind of the cusp of it um, yeah. They introduced characters that people didn't know in Eternals. People like us who who love that stuff didn't know much about the Eternals, and I, and I think she's kind of paid paid for that um, in a way that it wasn't as as big a hit as as they were hoping for that very reason. Um, so uh, just uh, as well, uh, again, there was a couple of comedic moments. I thought the the chicken that she pointed out that she ended up eating. I thought that was that was quite poetic. Um and the bucket, yeah,
1: no, no crap, literally. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: interesting. Yeah. Amongst my notes, I've just spotted in my notes, and, and lo and behold, uh, that like, I felt watching it that some of the cast were real nomads, and lo and behold, it yeah. turns out they were. So, so we nailed that from the start. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but the soil pants one just things that exactly, for me. That was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and the puke as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yuck. Very much yeah. so. I, I, and really that that kind of brings us to the end. And I like how full circle the story is. We end up in exactly the same place that we started back at Amazon mm. for Christmas and, and then ending on the new year mark with her being a very changed person mm. celebrating New Year, which she would refuse to the year before. Um, mm. And I just think that's a a lovely way to finish the film off that we, mm. we've seen how she's grown and it might be a simple thing for some people to say, Oh, last year, I didn't want to go and celebrate this year. I do. But for some people, that's a very difficult thing to accept that, yeah. that you have to be a different person eventually. Um, yeah. uh, and I, I really love that. And it's, uh, we learned that everyone has their own struggles that we we don't always see. Mm. Um, mm. A, and she, she's clearly tried to to help not just her own struggles, but other people's throughout that year that we've, we've watched her um, yeah. grow as a person. And, and I, I think it ends on a really good note, despite how bleak the film has been at times. Mm. Um, I do think it ends on a on a nice note. Yeah, interesting. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So I gotta say I struggled with a score for this film. because um, I struggled with a lot of the film because it was so unrelentingly grim. I thought at the times. Um. I said, and I think that's that grimness just from the mundanity of stuff. Um, and 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 coldness of being stuck in a van all the time, and, and, and that weather. Um, but you say you got get these bright spots where she catches up with people, uh, after a while, and um, and we we see those those family life elements. I thought the 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 sequence with her, with her own family was interesting you know, because there's this sort of friction in the background with with her and her sister, aren't there? Even though she gives her the money as well for the van. Um, which was tough. Yeah, I, I shall, I'll admit it, it. Struggled to keep my attention at times, just because I think it it just felt quite re- relentlessly bleak at times. Um, <laughs> if I had written down at the end, well, that was a barrel of laughs. <laughs> it was um, the most depressing one we've seen since Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) which might be a little bit harsh in retrospect, but um, yeah. So it was. I say that it's got this this documentary feel throughout. My only concern felt that I felt that overall, ironically, that the story kind of goes full circle, but then doesn't go anywhere as a result. But like you say, it's probably because it's more about small moments, like you're celebrating New Year. Yeah. I'll be honest. I think this is one of those ones I would file under one-time watch. I don't think I could go back and watch it a second time, just because there's so much bleakness in it. I mean, and that that comes from what we're used to of a roof over your heads and a job and etc. etc. I think. Um, Score wise, I I can kind of see why it won. So I have to take that into account as well. I think I would probably give this something like seventy-five percent. Yep. just because I find it interesting, but not a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I totally get that. And, and it's strange because we've just recorded another one of our podcasts and hit exactly the same score. Um, yep. But this time, not so much. Um, my final notes were, wow, what a powerful movie. While only seeing a capture of a year, you feel like you know her whole life. Uh, Frances evoked so many feelings with her performance, but the entire cast helped tell her story. I gave it 87. Wow. Um, oh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I think um, for once, you say it feels like a documentary, and yes, you're right in, in that sense. But it's kind of one of those documentaries that are kind of a day in the life kind of documentaries mm. rather than trying to delve too deeply, which sometimes yeah. I think hurts the watchability of something. Whereas mm. this didn't feel like that. It still felt like it was telling her, her life, not trying to dive into why her life was like that. Um mm. More about how she coped with it and, and dealt with it more than the whys. Um And I, I, it kept my attention thoroughly. I, I I thought it had a decent pace to it. Less than two hours. It wasn't a, a hard watch, unlike other films that we've watched and other films we will watch. Um, yeah. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, I have to be honest. I, I didn't know what to expect going into it. Um, and as I said, it did start off really bleakly with how she was living her life um, in the cold at Christmas and New Year. Um, but I, I felt a warmth to it uh, as the film went on, um, because of the relationship she built, um, and how her yeah. life changed. Um, yeah. but th- that pretty much covers that. Um, opposite, uh, well, not opposite opinions. I, w- I can't say that because that would have been giving it a really dreadful score, which we have done on some of them. Um, mm. in this case, I think it was just more of, um, a hard watch for you more than it was yeah. a a feeling of a bad film. Um yeah. as such. But yeah, that covers it for, for this episode. As always, you can find us on social media uh BPB Podcast Productions on Facebook, Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, you can message us on there and contact us if you if you want to. Next episode. Obviously, Tony will be hosting, which will be um, River Quay, um, Bridge on the River Quay. Um, we'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks. So, hopefully, you enjoyed listening to our thoughts on one of the the newer Oscar winners. Tony, thank you as always for joining me, no and we will see you on the next episode.